Welcome to Feel Better, Live More Bite Size, your weekly dose of positivity and optimism to get you ready for the weekend. Today's episode is brought to you by AG1 from Athletic Greens, one of the most nutrient-dense whole food supplements that I've come across. It contains vitamins, minerals, prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, and so much more, and I myself take it regularly. Go to athleticgreens.com forward slash live more to access a very special offer. They are giving my listeners five fantastic travel packs and one year supply of vitamin D free of charge with your first order. See your details at athleticgreens.com forward slash live more. Today's clip is from episode 230 of the podcast with my good friend Fern Cotton. Fern has been a talented and high-profile star on UK television and radio since the age of 15, but living life in the spotlight has really taken its toll. In this clip, she shares her eye-opening experience of fame and why she believes that self-compassion is the key to living an authentic life. So many of us are held back by who we believe we are because of the past. We've built up this picture that's just layers of paint and we believe that all of it makes us who we are today. And I don't believe that's true. Knowing my own past and the things that I found very tricky and the things that have stopped me in my tracks, I can't bring all of that into who I am sat here today in your house what's the point? I'm not the same person I was back then. I cannot lug that shit around anymore. It's too heavy. A lot of people will see you and think, well, she's got it all, right? She's been on telly. She's presented a big Radio 1 show. There can be a perception sometimes, which is, I think it's so powerful the way you do share your struggles. I think it is very, very, it's just a reassuring for people to go, oh, wow. Oh, even Fern's struggling with that. Like, it makes people feel better, I think, in some way that, oh, I'm not alone in my struggle. Because people do think, when I'm successful, when I've got that job, when I've got that pay rise, when I can afford a nicer car, I'm going to be happy. Yet we see countless examples of people in the public eye who have ticked off all those boxes, yep. yet are really, really struggling on the inside. We've we've seen this happen countless times. So we know that equation doesn't work. And I get it. I will look at shiny people in Hollywood and think, oh my God, they must have the most amazing. Like, I fall into that trap, yeah. of course. And it's all relative, isn't it? It is. But, you know, and also I, I understand it because, and also we have to be real here. If you're under the poverty line, yeah. of course, having enough money to feed your kids, to have your heating on, is going to make a huge difference to your well being. But when we look at, general happiness and feeling well mentally physically whatever it is having a nicer car or you know back in my 20s I did used to feel judged on what I was wearing like this is a real shallow example but I felt like I had to be ahead and like with the trends and what you know what designer would want to give me clothes or whatever I mean that to me I can't even understand my own thinking on that one I'm so far from it these days but I thought if I looked a certain way I would feel better people would accept me more people would see me as a shiny 
brilliant person. You don't feel it inside still if you're going through stuff. Now I wear pretty much the same jeans every day. I wear trainers every day. I don't give a crap about all of that stuff because I know it doesn't work. That's a really silly, shallow example. But I think we can so easily look at people wearing designer clothes on the red carpet, la, la, la. Oh, my God, being on a red carpet is probably one of the most excruciatingly awkward and pointless things ever. But we still celebrate all this stuff. And, you know, as I said, I get it. I fall into that trap and uh, and and I understand it. Um, but what we can't do is confuse it with that stuff keeping you safe from life happening. And when I say life happening, I mean terrible situations coming into your life, yeah. whether it's loss or unexpected awful things or whatever it is. And and I have had that, as many people out there have. It doesn't stop that stuff happening. It cannot. It, you are not safe from any of it. And I'm not telling my stories to get sympathy or or anything like that. I'm, I want to alleviate people of feeling on their own because I know from certainly being in deep shame at one point and also from having panic attacks, you feel like you are the only person on the planet going through it, like nobody else yeah who you're working with or know could possibly be going through this level of hell and millions of people are. So I would like to feel a level of connection with the people reading books or listening to the podcast that we are all in it together. We're all in it together. You were on TV and radio at a time when TV and radio was king. Mm -hmm. You know, back in the day, if you're on Radio 1 or BBC One, or you know, you were a household name. So... Looking at your life through that lens, we are allowed the public to make mistakes, learn from them without people on a big level criticizing us, judging us. But what's it like having headlines written about various things that are going on in your life? I feel sick thinking about it. If I'm honest, like how I feel even now discussing it, it makes me feel... I'm happy to talk about it. I'm comfortable talking about it because it's important, but it makes me feel sick to my stomach. Like the worst anxiety. It sounds dramatic to use terms like PTSD. But when I think about how torn apart I've been by the press, I I live with that anxiety every day. I'm terrified doing interviews. I don't enjoy doing photo shoots very much. I mean, I can deal with it. It's fine. I don't do live TV because I can't put myself in that position. Um, if I even get word that someone's writing something about me, I, I physically, I don't know how to deal with it. I, it. It sends me into the biggest spiral. I can't handle it. Um, and it's meant that I've had to step down from a lot of jobs that are seemingly great. You know, I don't, cover for Zoe on Radio 2 anymore because I don't feel physically or mentally able to cope in that environment and I don't want people writing horrible things about me and you know it goes from the extremes of being completely torn apart like some points in my 20s I was just annihilated by journalists even in my 30s like I was having a really bad time with panic attacks and they were really prevalent and I said yes to hosting a live tv show that I probably shouldn't have because I wasn't mentally in a good place and I stuttered like 
we all do probably at least once a day or once a week or whatever. And I was torn apart in the press. There was a video of it on Twitter. You know, I got, and, and it's very hard when you're already not in a good mindset to go, oh yeah, I made a mistake. It's okay. When you're in that state mentally, you go, there is something fundamentally wrong with me here. I am a flawed person. I deserve to be pulled apart. That's where I go to when that stuff happens. So I can't, can't put myself in that position yeah. anymore. The whole thing is is deeply yeah. traumatizing for me. And it might sound dramatic. Some people might just think, oh, fuck off. What, what do you know about trauma? But that's the anxiety I live with because of it. It sounds very traumatic mm. to me, actually. And um, I really appreciate you sharing that. You know, we've been talking about authenticity and vulnerability. And, you know, we're all shaped by our past experiences, of course. And I'm sort of thinking, well, Fern in her 40s wants to be more vulnerable, more authentic, right? But there's also this kind of presumably some sort of baggage from being properly burnt in public. Mm. Like going right back to the start, I came from a, you know, suburban town, working class family. The next thing I'm like in front of a TV camera with directors and lighting guys and sound technicians. And I'm like, what, me? I'm not, I can't, I'm not good enough I, as just me. There has to be like... I have to be more me or like more something. I yeah. can't just be me. That's insane. And I have unfortunately taken that right through from 15 to 40. And I occasionally still go, who's going to read this? Like, it's just me just talking. What, like, I have to be extra or put more, or like you say, pain into it. If I really suffered, then maybe they'll have, there'll be some worth behind it. Yeah. Whereas I'm really trying to do the same as you and go, what if I just turned up as me? Like, I have to get to a point, I'm not there yet, down the line, hopefully, you know, in the next 10 years, before I hit 50, I would like, if there is any sort of goal applied to my life, for it to be, to just turn up as me. Yeah. And for that to be enough. It's hard because when we show up as ourselves on any given day, there's so many things going on in your body and brain. And it could be stuff you're lugging around from the past, it could be your idea of what you think people see you as, which can, you know, that can really derail you. Like, oh my God, I bet this person thinks I'm such an idiot and I don't know what I'm talking about or whatever it might be in your line of work or your friendship circles. Oh, they'll probably think I'm so mouthy or whatever this story is we've created. We, we bring all that to the table and we're scared of showing it. And, I, and I've certainly realized in the last five years of my career, which is, you know, drastically different to the 20 years before that, I didn't say a thing about what was going on in my world before that. I would be, hello, welcome to the show. Here's Justin Bieber, whatever the hell I was playing. I, there was no space to do that. And I certainly didn't feel comfortable doing it because I thought, God, people will really hate me if I say this is going on or I don't feel well or whatever it might be. Whereas what I've realized, and it was terrifying to start this process, is that when I show up and say, I feel really embarrassed about, like, embarrassment's a big one because that's probably one of the hardest ones to admit. I'm really embarrassed about this thing that happened to me or I feel really ashamed of how this has turned out or feeling really resentful towards this person. We feel like 
will be rejected and it's you know it must be some sort of prehistoric thing we don't want to be rejected we want to be part of a gang a team the pack so we survive and although it's not necessarily important for our survival in modern day life um we we still really feel it on a physical level we don't want to be rejected so we feel like we've got to turn up as our best selves living our best lives and all this crap that i hate and it's like i've learned turning up as me and telling a lot of people the different varying good and bad things that are happening that usually forges connection I still don't always do it, but I know that to be true. Yeah. And I remember Russell Brand saying something about that or talking around this subject of we think that pain is the thing that's going to alienate us from others, but it's the thing that connects us. It's the thing that glues us together. So if we can show up as our true selves with all the stuff going on and the worries and the concerns or the insecurities, we've got to find the connection there. Um, you can't do it in all spaces. There's there's sometimes a time and a place, I guess, and you feel it. Well, there's there's boundaries, aren't there? There's the right space in yeah. which to share. You're right. You know, certainly that's something I've learned in my life as well. Open up, be yourself more, be vulnerable, mm. and you bring people closer to you. For for people, you know, who connected with so many things that you were willing to share these negative thought patterns, beliefs that have held you back, um, the worry of what other people think of you, other people's comments. You've obviously been at an extreme level of that. But for someone who's listening and wants to start making changes, what would you say to them? I think the only resolution worth making is that you're going to be nicer to yourself 100 percent. it's the only one that we should bother doing because i don't do it enough i'm horrible to myself sometimes you know sometimes i can find proper true self-compassion and i will act on it and make the right decision we have to have self-compassion and it's linked to just every thread in your life it just is and and again I'm not saying that from a place of having nailed it I have not I am it's a daily discipline that you have to go back to it what does it look like for you it's definitely being kinder to myself in everyday ways which often means you are therefore way kinder to everybody else because you've got the space for yourself to do it so you do it for others but I think it's also letting go of the past I can't change stuff that's happened in the past. I cannot make it go away, but I don't have to lug it around with me. I can honour the good and the bad. I can accept or attempt to, because it's very hard to accept some things have happened to people in in your life, in your backstory. But I'm not bringing the whole thing to your house today. I'm not lugging that backpack around and saying, I'm turning up with that today. It's too heavy. So I'll honour it. I'll know it exists. I won't try and shut it away like it's some evil demon in a cupboard but I'm not lugging it around. Hope you enjoyed that bite-sized clip. Do spread the love by sharing this episode with your friends and family. And if you want more, why not go back and listen to the original full conversation with my guest. If you enjoyed this episode, I think you will really enjoy my bite-sized Friday email. It's called The Friday Five. And each week I share things that I do not share on social media. 
It contains five short doses of positivity, articles or books that I'm reading, quotes that I'm thinking about, exciting research I've come across, and so much more. I really think you're going to love it. The goal is for it to be a small yet powerful dose of feel good to get you ready for the weekend. You can sign up for it free of charge at drchatterjee.com forward slash Friday Five. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Make sure you have pressed subscribe and I'll be back next week with my long form conversation on Wednesday and the latest episode of Bite Science next Friday.